0: Welcome to the Skies Were Under podcast, hosted by me, Rachel Wright. This podcast is created by and for parents of people with disabilities and the many practitioners who support us. It's just for all of us who are trying to get from one end of the week to the other whilst bridging the gap between the life we expected and the one we're actually living. Hello, and if you're joining us for the first time, I'm Rachel and... This is the Skies Were Under podcast. I'm joined each week by my good friends Sarah Clayton and Lucy Parr as we talk about parenting our children with disabilities. We all have very different stories for me. I'm a qualified nurse, the very unqualified parent of three, and my eldest son has cerebral palsy as well as complex health needs. I'm the author of The Skies I'm Under and director of Born at the Right Time. Sarah is the CEO of Simple Stuff Works and her eldest daughter suffered a brain tumour at the age of six. Then, as a consequence of treatment and complications, she's now a beautiful young woman with learning disabilities and various medical needs. To make up our trio, we have Lucy. She's part of the way through a PhD in educational psychology. Her third of four children has a chromosome duplication, which means he isn't verbal, he's got autism, high sensory needs, and very complex epilepsy. And that's where we're, what we're talking about this episode. Epilepsy from a parent perspective. Watching it, treating it, living on the brink of when it might strike again. So essentially, this episode should just be one massive trigger warning. If you might find it helpful to know you're not alone as you're treading this epilepsy tightrope, then listen in. But if this might be triggering for you because it is too real and too um, traumatic for you, then please skip this episode because we will be talking all things epilepsy, seizures Um, And having conversations about really difficult subjects, including SUDIP which is sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. If you're up for it, though, let's begin. Good morning, Lucy and Sarah. (laughs) Morning. Good morning. I mean, it might be evening if you're walking the dog and listening to this. (laughs) It may also be the afternoon if well. you're on the school run <laughs> but yes and it's not morning for us <laughs> so for future reference hello yeah, one for and future all future
1: reference let's just stick with hello hello <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello and welcome to the skies we're under podcast my name is rachel wright and this is sarah clayton and lucy parr right oh. ladies i am um, today today what we're going to talk about is our old friend epilepsy.
2: Not a friend. Not <sighs> a friend at all.
0: Uh. Uh, I remember a um, really tricky conversation with a friend when my son was really tiny and she said, I I wouldn't change anything about my daughter, but I would take the epilepsy away in a heartbeat. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And... um. We haven't ever talked about this whole, you know, what would you change and what you wouldn't, and how do you disentangle all that? That's for another episode. But um, there is very little, uh, I think, joy or mm. or goodness to yeah. come out of watching your child. Um, seize and convulse and Mm -hmm. and as ever this podcast is about us as parents um, and not about the people who are um uh, living with the epilepsy themselves none of us have epilepsy so we're not speaking about it for as a person with lived experience we're talking about it from a person of people who love somebody who has Mm -hmm. um seizures and has epilepsy and the um the implications that has on us actually and and the fact that that does have a massive impact shall we kick off with explaining our relationship with epilepsy
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you want me to go first because i've got i think the least complicated relationship with epilepsy go for it then sarah okay so um was diagnosed with epilepsy in 2017 so it was quite some time after Mm -hmm. her treatment finished um but she had had an episode uh, I've spoke before about the time that she had bumped her head and ended up in hospital Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and at that point that was the only time up to then that I'd ever seen her have a seizure and it was full the full tonic-clonic just Mm -hmm. uh sort of panic station stuff Mm -hmm. and she ended up on um life support that was that was why we ended up in in ICU because they couldn't get it under control so Mm -hmm. um so that was all part of the stroke process so my initial relationship with epilepsy was to do with it was an acute thing it was to do with her having a stroke that was it and then in 2017 we went through a period of time with her at college where she was really really struggling um and she was struggling with continence and we'd never had that before you know we'd never there'd never been an issue uh, prior to that and and then <clears throat> one night she she had a seizure and and became incontinent at the same all at the same time and i kind of you know you you know, kind of put two and two together it's like oh, that's why that's yeah. what's happening and then i had like it you know kind of a seconds later the last time that we were here she was having a stroke you know like kind of because she didn't ha- like officially she didn't have epilepsy so yeah so we ended up in hospital um really and a really tricky because of that previous um the previous kind of circumstances mm-hmm. we then ended up um in a situation we, we didn't have a great we couldn't go to the children's hospital she was 17 so we couldn't i went to the place where I trusted everybody and I was, mm. I knew where to park and I knew what to yeah. do, you know, mm-hmm. and they turned us away and they said, you've got to go to the QE, which is like the, I mean, it's enormous, the hospital, where mm. we then had a horrendous first experience of adult acute <sighs> So yeah, so a long story short, uh, they said um, they didn't, you know, it wasn't a stroke, that uh, they thought it was epilepsy. She was on a fast track diagnosis thing. She'd have everything within the next two weeks. It would all happen. It was going to be amazing mm. if we would just leave the hospital. <laughs> if we could just if leave this bed. If we could just bed, show you the door. If you could just then you off, will get exceptional. It will be uh, incredible. Uh, you so, will not
0: believe. how well you will be served
1: (laughs) once you get out of my sight once you have gone (laughs) it's gonna be like nothing you've ever seen before and it was like nothing I've ever seen before um so we ended up because I had that thing in my head that um we also had an appointment with a neurologist who sort of said who started talking about relapse and things like that and that was in front of Abby so as she and her dad left I shut the door behind them and stayed inside with the neurologist with those two having no clue what was going on and turned around Mm -hmm. and was like, do you think this has come back? Do you think it's back? And they were like, Mm -hmm. we don't know. So that's what we have to investigate. But then it was weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks of waiting and eventually we went private. Saw the guy who is the head of that neurology department anyway within like a few days of getting in touch with his secretary and he was very much, if you look at what's happened to... So her brain over these years mm. it was always a case of when and not if okay. which was like oh okay but now yeah. we're in this so now seizures are just a bit o- a, a bit odd so she doesn't she doesn't kind of do this sort of thing that some people might listening to this think of as epilepsy mm-hmm. so she might run away she might get really frightened and just run um, she she um, there's just various different different seizures that she may have Um, does she get treat she is she on medication for it yeah yeah she is so she's on um she's on medication so twice a day and that's another another trying to support somebody who is trying to learn how to manage their own medication Mm, and who takes their own medication and you know and every morning is have you taken it and i check and then you can guarantee the one day that i haven't gone over and looked you know kind of yes absolutely i've taken it you know and then that that night and it will take if she misses one of her <clears throat> one of her doses it will take about four days to get back on top so she you know like kind of to, to settle everything back down again and do, you, and do you notice
0: do you notice changes in her behavior and oh yeah seizure stuff as yeah, soon as she misses yeah. one
1: yeah okay. definitely and she's just more she's just generally unsettled you know, mm. she'll be up and down and she's she's into the kitchen and then she's back out again. And you're like, what are you looking for? I don't know. I don't know. You know, kind of, she, she mm. just is... Mm. Um, she'll be looking for, for a school... You know, for, not a school bag. She'll be looking for a bag in the fridge or she'll be... Mm. You know, and you're like, what, what what's going on? Okay. Um, yeah. And she does sometimes have the... She will have seizures. Um, they tend to be absent seizures. Um... Very much. So you just have to sit and talk her through them. Mm. At the moment, yeah. trying to get video of them. Because, it's very hard. Oh very very God! Hard. And I keep catching the end, like, and you say, yeah. you know, kind of, she's having seizures, and they say, "Great, if you could send me a video." And it's like yeah. well, I'm not really thinking about videoing.
2: Yeah. While I'm oh, but trying it's brilliant to comfort her. when you do
0: manage to do it because there's been yeah. so many times I'm like, this is it, this is what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: It is. It is really it's helpful in a way that a in a way that we didn't have that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, five ten years ago we didn't have no, no. our video yeah. on our yeah. phone instantly there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just that it's just the trying to get it. Hang on you a moment, in public, yeah. just a minute while I so get we... my phone out and video well, this so and so... see people. Like, what is wrong with this woman? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, our eldest sons. Brain damage basically again was always going to be, uh, if a uh, when not if, yeah. Um, although obviously we held out hope that that was not the case, yeah. Um, he had his first seizure horrific. Um, I write about it in the book The Sky and Wonder and we talk. I, I had he had, was doing these facial twitches, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, kind mm-hmm. of jerks yeah. twitches and he was doing it in physio and th- the physiotherapist was like i really think you should get that scene yeah has he been doing that a lot and i was like no he hasn't really and i remember being walking around sainsbury's and being on the phone to tim and going oh he's sitting in front of me and i can see and maybe he's a bit warm i'm not sure he might have a bit of a temperature i don't really know yeah and he was like we'll get him home and i got him home and gave him some paracetamol and he was happy and fine and Poor Tim had like was on call, um, at work until like nine thirty that night, and so I hadn't called him back because he'd been okay. Like I'd given yeah. him some, and I'd given him his milk, and you know he was still feeding that point. He was starting to wean at that point And how
1: how old was he then? So I'm he sure? was
0: nine months old. Right. So he was nine months old, and he had calmed right down, and I put him to bed. And so I'd run around to try and get the house so it didn't look like a bomb had hit it by the time Tim <laughs> walked in the door and get dinner and whatever. And um, Tim, you know, left oh, his, his routine was to leave the hospital, phone me on the walk home because it was like a 10 minute walk back from the hospital, which turned out very fortuitous the number of times we then ended up getting yeah. an ambulance to and from the hospital in the ensuing yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Um, but he. Uh, when he got in, I was like, oh, dinner's ready. He's like, oh, I'm just going to go and check on check on the, the baby and, and went up and uh, shoved on the light, whacked it up and was like, he's having a seizure. And I was like, yeah. oh. And I hadn't had the baby monitor on and I not always had the baby monitor on and I hadn't. And so I don't know how long he'd been seizing yeah. at that point. Um, And he we witnessed a seizure for an hour at that point and it was you know full exactly what you expect a seizure to be um and for the next so that was at nine months and that really that was the start of his feeding going up the spout so before that he had breastfed and we'd started to wean but he'd not never been great with it um, and he's registered blind so he never really saw food coming and that yeah, makes a difference yeah. to anticipating an open mouth and all that kind of stuff but he didn't really enjoy food um and it was it took him longer and longer and longer and the sort of start of seizures kicked it off but it, it was he had a temperature so they put it down to a uh, febrile convulsion yeah. that first time and didn't start him on medication or ever and then it happened again um or uh, he was really unwell again he was starting to twitching again and we actually got him an eeg and i was really concerned and took him into hospital and tim came and met us and at that point um tim was one of the doctors on the ward
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: very helpful so he was um an SHO on the pediatric ward um and the eeg results came back and the consultant came in and was like hi tim and came and mm-hmm. shook his hand bit, and and just like talk to him and i'm i mean i'm a nurse i'm i, I can understand yeah. most um but he left and i was like what was that about and he's like oh he just told me my son has epilepsy but he'd gone mm. he'd come in and done the whole so the base you know mm. electrolyte mm. Duh, 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 is this and duh, 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 is that and so we're going to start and titrate him up on sodium valparate and blah 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 and yeah we completely were not given and I think it was because Tim was a doctor on the ward at the time but we were completely not given the your son has epilepsy um diagnosis in a way that was in any way acknowledging the impact of that yeah Yeah. um but just clinically handed it over Mm. to his junior
1: (laughs) who happened to be the, the boy's dad. dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that must have been so tough for, like, for you, but for Tim. Yeah, I think. so. As... Yeah, it
0: was. Oh. It was, and it was, and 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 then, every single seizure he had, yeah, for the next year, um, lasted more than forty-five minutes an hour. He never came out of it without an IV access. Yeah. He never came out of it without um, um or something like that, in his veins. Every, all the everything they tried to do made yeah. no difference. So the mm. number of stand-up rows we had with paramedics who come in and like yeah. So shall we? And I'm like, no, we're getting in the ambulance what and we we're do. leaving yeah, now. Yeah. And like, yeah. oh but maybe it's yeah. like <clears throat> you can write all the notes you want yeah. on the way. Yeah. I am not I'm not sitting down. You're not putting your stuff down. We are going and we're going now. Because yeah. you can yeah. do nothing in this house that is yep, of yeah. any use to anybody here <laughs> we need to be yeah. in <laughs> recess um he has had seizures um whilst driving along the south bank and ended up in itu at great at guys and tommy's and ended up um yeah in intensive care he's had a seizure tim rocked him and he it was it's i tim talked again we talk about it in the book but tim was praying over him um rocking backwards and forwards in this hot little room in france mm. and every sort of every you know at a couple of hours he would start twitching and jerking again as his temperature raised and he'd be like mm. oh come on just take this okay you know we can keep this yeah, we can keep yeah. this we can keep this kind of like a your mantra sarah yeah
1: yeah that we've yeah. talked
0: about in previous episodes um, and down um, and yeah and then he started seizing and that was that was bad he because he we got him to the hospital took forever he was there he was seizing for like a couple of hours but then and then he was just out of it and they didn't identify it and he actually started seizing whilst having an EEG in a hospital in France um, and his current neurologist who he still sees 17 years later still goes on about how beautiful that is for her <laughs> teaching oh. <laughs> we, brought, we brought back <laughs> this lovely brain activity and then seizure then, and like yeah. you know <laughs> and tim's like i'm he because i was up on the ward and he was like he said i was i was in the eeg holding him and starting to season i'm looking through the window where they are going he's having a he's 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 having a seat he's, he's and they're like chatting away at each other and then they see all the lines going everywhere and like oh okay <laughs> um, and that was horrific because he ended up again being airlifted and they were they actually removed us the way they did things in France were very different and um, we weren't allowed to be there and they were talking about intra-ossus and oh it was awful what does that mean Intraosis. ossis is where, when you can't get a cannula into a ba- young person, a baby, yeah. typically brain, they um, put a hole it's in the, the bone bark. into the yeah. the marrow of the bone to, in order to be Jesus. able to get the medicine. Horrific. Yeah. Um, and for us, our wonder drug was Keppra. Yeah. So levetiracetam um, was the drug that as soon since he has been titrated up to dose with that, which was uh about twelve years ago, we have mm-hmm. had some seizures. He actually had a seizure at school um about six months ago, which is his first in a long time. Yeah. Uh, well no, he's had loads of seizures, but nothing that has required an ambulance. Are yeah. are, you know, or quota? Your, yeah. Your for calling it, it a seizure yeah. is quite yeah. high, um, and because he has, because he, unlike um your young people, um he's always supported and always in a seat. Yeah. So he he has seizures, but it looks like he's just dozed off a little bit, mm. or it looks like he's. Whereas if he was walking around, he would be like drop smack, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. Whereas he is never because his body doesn't support itself at all he requires all care all support he has four-point harness when he's in a chair he -hmm. has sleep system in his bed like so so there isn't ever a time when if he that it looks massively different essentially Mm -hmm. unless he's writhing and shaking everywhere um yeah so at the minute uh he's midway through puberty and he had this episode and we've had to ramp up his medication and we're very much watching and waiting mm. to see whether um, we know from more recent EEGs that the epilepsy has evolved in where it affects and mm. so always watching and waiting and we have lived with the potential for for sudden death in the night or whatever because of epilepsy um because his seizures have always the times that he's he's had these massive seizures they've always typically been just coming in or out of sleep so it's yeah. always been that nighttime
2: time yeah thing. Way sleep transition is really yeah um,
0: yeah and and Abby's... one time we he had a seizure he stopped he, he stopped breathing twice with seizures mm-hmm. um i don't know i've got good friends who's kids do that way more often Mm -hmm. because basically the the seizure hits the central nervous system kind of thing and it just knocks off the breathing so you need to give the rescue medication of midazolam um and and actually which is very weird because that midazolam can really slow your breathing down but actually because it's treating the seizure
1: yeah the Mm
0: seizure is the thing that's stopping the the breathing so
1: yeah i think i think that's the thing that frightens me most with um with her epilepsy, is, is that um, the other thing that the neurologist said about, you know, kind of it's the when and not the if, but it's mm-hmm. also that um, the scarring from radiotherapy is an ongoing process. Mm. So it isn't that her brain's static, it's that we're looking at an evolving yeah. situation. And, um, you know, really sadly, last year, um, a, a young man who was treated at the same time as me for the same tumour lost his life to epilepsy and it was exactly that it just was it was it's um which part of the brain is the part of the brain Mm -hmm. that's that's doing the stuff and for her Mm. luckily at the moment it isn't you know kind of we we have seizures that are manageable that you know so I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing that I kind of am constantly thinking about yeah yeah (laughs)
0: Come on, Lucy. Right. So put hours, put hours into life. everybody. This is making Sarah and I feel like yeah. our children are walking more... you, 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 you know you to people and you're like, oh, my son is so problematic. He's just so... I just have to, like, put moisturizer on his skin twice a day. It's so time-consuming. That's how we are going to feel now when Lucy starts talking uh,
2: about... Yeah, so so about... you guys you guys are talking about st- like your two children's epilepsies are structural mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of it, like in their etiology in their like yeah. origins right so brecken has a type of epilepsy which is different in its origins in that it's caused by his genetic duplication yeah um, dup15 and i always knew and it completely different to you guys because you had nice acute not nice but you had horrific acute um Yep. onset yeah. of your yeah. seizures okay so Brecken started off with head drops um, which I knew were seizures because I was plugged into the community of Jupiter 15Q yeah um, I absolutely knew 100% that he was having seizures Um, I had to battle <laughs> with explain my, um, what's head drop oh sorry head drop it's like it's as if someone grabs the back of his head and smashes it down so right. it's it's like this this kind of really quick sudden forceful drop of your head which right. obviously it doesn't sound it's not massive in terms of like the actual seizure but the risk of injury is massive. yeah yeah um and when he was he started doing that when he was about six or seven mm-hmm. um and so which before you can have, that no seizure at all no seizures no seizures although he was recessed at birth and all the way through his first year he would have Um, what we now know as anoxic reflex seizures which are these non-epileptic seizures where a child just kind of eyes roll they stop breathing um, everything stops and about 30 seconds later they just reboot Um, and they they didn't ever get to the bottom of that they never had a diagnosis they literally made us watch a recess video and sent us on our way and so he do yeah so he do that repeatedly many times a day until he was about one and he grew out of that um, and I got used to it <laughs> and mm. it was just my thing. And I remember being in Sainsbury's one time and the checkout lady absolutely freaking out because he would stopped breathing. And I was like, it's all right, give him 30 seconds. He'll be back in the room. <laughs> um, like, and the management yeah, can we just say, else. when it comes yeah. to
0: seizures, 30 seconds is yeah. a flipping yeah, long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is a long time. When yeah. you start recording the length yeah, of yeah. your se- the seizures of your child and you're like, well, that must be in at least... 45 minutes and it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, five yeah. or whatever. It, yeah. It's a long old time old, watching yeah. watching um, your child, the trauma. They never, they,
2: yeah, oh, they, nev- they never got to the bottom of those ones and they right. didn't even label them as seizures. I now know from having more experience and exposure to the world of epilepsy and just generally seizures what they were. <coughs> um, but anyway, so six or seven head drops and i pushed and pushed and he was having like hundreds of these a day um Mm. so banging his head and i literally had to build a case myself for um i would take pictures of the injuries and i was like building a case to say look this is the risk we we are dealing with every single day he's hurting Mm. himself i know that he's got seizures and it was just like oh wait and see wait and see and because our local hospital is a secondary general yeah they don't have a neurology department Mm -hmm. um they, We got assigned a paediatrician who has a special interest in epilepsy. So he's not a neurologist, he's a special interest in epilepsy, general
0: Special interest makes you think, like, what he does on a Saturday is yeah. he gets his little magazines, <laughs> he gets, oh, it? most as people a, are going to read golf, some papers. but I'm going to read about <laughs> epilepsy yeah. instead.
2: So, so this did not, given my understanding of, my child has a syndrome of which 75% to 80% of the kids have seizures. And a lot of those seizures are not nice seizures and yeah. evolve into si- seizure syndromes. Don't give me a paediatrician with a with a special interest in epilepsy. So after a lot of fighting, he had an EEG, and lo and behold, he had Don't seizures. tell me.
0: Don't tell me, Lucy.
1: It was da da da, 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 I was da, da, right. da, da he's got um, Epilepsy. Was you on the same fast track thing as him? No, he was that? definitely not <laughs> on the, the same, same the- fast track. If you get out so of the talking- hospital, you are then on a fast track
2: months and months and so they were like right we'll start him on some meds fine he would not take the meds so mm, we had another he was issue orally feeding because at that he point. was orally feeding massively averse to taking anything orally so we could we physically could not get the meds in him mm. and then we go back to the pediatrician and be like no we can't get the meds in him and he'd be like why don't you bribe him with a chocolate button? It was like that level oh, of oh. we don't understand what your child is like. Yeah. Um, so anyway, ended up jumping to Sa- I, I jumped to Southampton and said, "Look, this is the deal. My child's been seizing for eight months. Can't get meds in him. It's snowballing. He's having different types of seizures. By this point, it, it had evolved to hundreds of head drops, body drops. So yeah. entire um, his. It's like when." A puppet gets its strings mm. cut, and they just collapse on the floor. Mm. So again, I have a very hyperactive, crazy, mobile, active child.
1: Yeah.
2: If they, if if I am not literally in arm's length of him when mm. he has this, when he had those seizures, he would hurt himself. So this was happening like multiple times a day. Blah blah blah. Fast forward, we basically round we merry go round on meds. Nothing ever really works um, for any length of time. So we might have better seizure control for maybe a couple of months while we titrate, while we're mm-hmm. at top dose of a new med. And then wham, bam, another thing comes into play and he has a different type of seizure. So we have all different types of seizures. Um, the current problematic seizures are he has tonics, where he, so like the, like the typical tonic-clonic yeah. that you see when they go stiff and jerking, it's basically the stiff part of that without right. the jerking. So everything goes stiff, he falls, he stops breathing, um and he has multiple of these a day and then once he kicks How him long to does sleep, that last for? Anywhere between thirty seconds and three minutes? Liming. Um, Not breathing for three minutes. No. So he usually kicks back in breathing after about a minute. So we we're okay. kind of watching and waiting and going, Do we have to give buckle now or is he gonna yeah. kick back breathing? Um and I personally am quite conservative on Medicating him. Just...
0: If... Let's, let it be known that <laughs> is just known. about the most underrated thing <laughs> Lucy has ever said. So I'm I'm rather conservative, as in she will sit, she'll she'll be messaging us and going. So so he's been in status for three days now, and I'm not really sure when the rush tell a doctor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, and the reason there is... <laughs> oh, I've
0: told a doctor and he's in ITU. No. It's like, yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> <news>. <laughs> yeah,
2: so my rationale for that is actually... Well, firstly, I think it's different when it's so chronic. Yeah. Because mm. my my thresholds are through the roof for trying yeah. seizures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it happens every day. And you, it, some people say they never get used to seeing their child have a seizure. I'm very used to seeing my child have a seizure. Yeah. Multiple times a day. And it honestly now... And I think it's dangerous. Actually, in some ways, it doesn't phase me at all because, like, that's what happens. Do you think it's? Do you think that
0: stops being traumatic, or do you Um, think you've just layered?
2: I don't know. That's where your numbing comes from. Yeah, maybe (laughs) because you you don't you don't have the you don't have the luxury almost of it being traumatic when you have to deal with it, and you're making and and the thing with Brecken's epilepsy is there are so many different types of seizures and it's ever evolving that his seizure plan. We can get a seizure plan in place and the next week it's like a working document. So the yeah. next the next week there's another mm. thing that you have to put on there and another thing comes off and yeah. he's on a different med and so you as with the best will in the world you cannot have a solid You can't keep up plan. Cleaning. Because yeah. it, it's changing all the time and so inevitably we end up making clinical decisions because yeah. um we I don't have a pocket neurologist in my yeah. you know, or, or I just pull them out and Oh, you yes. should
1: do, though. I know.
2: That would be great, wouldn't it? It'd be great to have has a fucking it, neurologist.
1: Has it changed with him? Because um, I know with Bea, um she's on um, hormone replacement therapy. Um, and if... So so what can sometimes happen is that she'll have a shower and the patch will come off and she doesn't mm-hmm. know when she hasn't told... You know, like kind of... And I'm not going to go keep investing... Yeah. You know, it's that yeah. line, isn't it? Dignity and, and kind of being on top of everything and um, and that can trigger unsettled times with mm-hmm. her, so, so it's, with does, yeah. is the hormones that
2: I think when when we hit puberty, yeah um, well, it was just at lockdown actually, and this was very another like dangerous factor in the mix is that we were during lockdown, his seizures got gradually worse and worse and worse, yeah, but because we were we were mm. in it all the time, yeah. and we weren't getting any external like yeah. eyes on, yeah, yeah our thresholds it was like this kind of complacency creep of yeah. you know him, him having really bad tonics every day stopping breathing and we were just dealing with it yeah um and then eventually he ended up ha- going into status like tonic after tonic after tonic after tonic who wouldn't stop ended up in, ha- in the local hdu for a week and then yeah. intubated him in pediatric icu back in march yeah. And then in and out, in and out, in and out, like Rachel said, every single time needing mm-hmm. IV meds. Yeah. Um, and now we're back to just having good <laughs> seizure control where he still has multiple seizures a day, but his quality of life in between those seizures Uh-oh. is good. And that's the, that's the metric for us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The quality of yeah. life thing. Yeah.
2: So the metric is not getting him seizure-free. He has a type of epilepsy that he will not be seizure-free. Yeah. Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, which is the... So there's continual changing. If you put an EEG on him, it's just a mess. Yeah. Constant seizure activity. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where they don't even find an EEG as a me- as a useful metric for him now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, they can't tell what's background and what's seizure because it's so messy. Um, so, yeah, that, is, that isn't useful. So it is about what is his quality of life and sometimes he'll have days where he's just non-functional and like drunk and dopey yeah. and other and other days much much better in between but also going back to the kind of danger factor he that he's got broken hip at the moment he's just come out of cast for the past 12 weeks yeah and that was because he had a seizure so yeah. um he, he had a tonic he was very stiff fell from a piece of pe equipment onto his hip completely shattered his hip um he's on the waiting list for brain surgery because that is mm-hmm. for him his seizures you guys are talking about which areas of the brain seizures are from for him all his seizures are generalized which means that they involve his entire brain yeah um and that yeah and the, the a good way to control those dangerous ones where he stops breathing and falls stiffly over is to cut the two hemispheres of the brain yeah. the connection uh-huh. so that's what we are on the waiting list for which has now got pushed back because obviously they're going yeah. to need a neurological baseline of what he can do before right. which obviously is completely off now because
1: he's rehabilitating from
2: oh. being able to walk yeah so all of that yeah it's epilepsy is our it, it is part of our everyday and
0: what that, has been yeah, What has been, both of you, particularly Lucy though, what has been the, for practitioners who support families like ours, especially people who are, you know, in the thick of it from an epilepsy point of view, what are the things that both the non-specialist and specialist teams can do? So whether that's the LSAs at school or the specialist neuro nurse, what are the things that? are like that that's helpful that makes me you know a state that little bit more stable on this epilepsy tightrope for anything- me
2: I think it was be people being truthful with me in terms mm-hmm. of this this medication may or may not work mm-hmm. like I think being told you know in all other spheres of life generally speaking you have an illness and you have a medicine that makes the illness better and so that's your frame of reference and so if if you are if you think oh epilepsy here's a medication your automatic (sighs) assumption from that frame of reference is that this will fix it and he will Mm. have no seizures and it took a long while before people would start being honest with me and saying you know what this may not cure it this may make it better or it actually sometimes makes it worse um but these are these are our this is in our armory we have to try these things to try and get some sort of control here do you know what that's
0: that's the thing that i actually found the hardest with epilepsy treatment and that is um kind of what you just said there lucy when you if you have something wrong and then you start getting taking medicine for it you kind of start you can tell whether it's getting better or not like you've got an infection and you take some antibiotics the redness goes down it stops oozing it stops being painful Mm -hmm. you know it stops being hot to touch like those are things that say yes this is working but epilepsy is that you um have this thing and you have this horrible seizure say or multiple seizures Mm. and you take this medicine and you the only there is no getting better that you can see there is no kind of I mean I guess there is a bit with Breckin and that you can see he's having less frequency seizures Mm. for a short but but there isn't basically you're just waiting for the next shit show you're just waiting for another horrible seizure and it's like oh that didn't work then yeah. And that's, I found that really hard, really hard to be titrating up. Is this going to be enough or maybe not? Mm-hmm. Sarah just keeps lifting her headset, her headphones off her ear. We've discovered since starting a
1: podcast that Sarah has a very <laughs> large Quite a head. I have head. <clears throat> a huge head. And a serious, serious conversation's going on. And, and I try really hard to keep up. And then I think my ears really, really hurt. <laughs> and I have to I have to just give myself just a moment. I think I'm going to end up with a pressure injury. If I end up with a pressure injury, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Are you going to sue this night on the sued. podcast? <laughs> I might. I think, though, you know what kind of we said about um, what would be helpful? What I remember looking back and thinking I wish somebody had given me just... He was so clear the guy that we spoke to, the, the senior man, the, the the neurologist, was so like, well, yeah, yeah, this is always when. Okay. You know, like, kind of, it was so, and it was like, why? And that was, like, Do you wish someone had said that earlier? Yeah, just you? Yeah, but would you have yeah, yeah, yeah. been, been? But
0: could it say, imagine <clears throat> it the other way around, and someone say, you're going to get epilepsy at some point, and you spent eight years waiting for yeah. it and then you'd have been having this podcast going i just wish someone hadn't <laughs> yeah. told me yeah i just I wish i know nobody's ever going to get it wish right i a practitioner you know, yeah. had just let me live those eight
2: years in ignorant bliss and i know
1: and then that, I, had, I know yeah. that nobody will get it right
2: but and, no and i had the exact opposite experience again right? Yeah, the same with the diagnosis stuff of of having to like make a case like no I know he's Mm. I know he's having epilepsy so when they gave me the uh, the diagnosis it's like a sense of like finally thank you now we can crack on and deal with it yeah Uh, Mm. like I knew this for the last eight months why for
1: uh, for me it was it was I was um they'd left me with they'd left me in a place that was yeah it could be a relapse and I know what a relapse Mm. means for her you know like there is no treatment option it's it's you know that's where we are um and so they'd left me in a place that was uh, that's a possibility it's a possibility you're back on that track now
0: mm.
1: um but we haven't done the tests and the things that we need to do in order to prove or disprove what's going yeah, on so i the think it was a similar thing of yeah I And mean, our only option was to go private and you know just lucky that that we got insurance that meant that we could do that yeah um mm-hmm. and then one the of the other things that would help now is i think because hers are, her seizures are quite um can be quite subtle it's just to have people tuned into them a bit more because I mm-hmm, know yeah. when she's having periods mm-hmm. of time when she's having them, and I don't believe that when she goes to other to, places that they to other um, places and they're like anything today, no, nothing, and I'm like, no, I, I don't yeah, believe yeah, yeah, you. I, don't, I just like, because don't she's think not, hasn't she's not anything. coming yeah. home and then having no. four,
2: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah,
1: and that
0: miraculously yeah, not yeah. happening. Yeah, so people that are people who really know your loved one, yeah, well yeah. enough and yeah. and or even so saying i've not noticed any can yeah. you remind me what yeah, that yeah. might look like yeah, yeah. yeah
2: our consultant neurologist is my favorite and the fact that you know as soon as we went to her i've been battling i can't get meds in him he's having like hundreds of seizures it's snowballing it's snowballing he's hurting himself as soon as we went to her and got got like referred to neurology proper neurology um she said why on earth has this child not got a peg in him like right? yeah. and put a peg in him Instantly and and then and I and I knew that wasn't a magic solution but it meant that we had a shot at the medication control. we didn't have yeah. a, we had, we weren't even in the run we weren't even in the game before And that. then the other thing I think because
0: um, epilepsy is so is so changeable and yeah. I think we've talked about this Lucy having um the the next best people are the neurology nurse specialists yeah. who you have um quick access to yeah. so for us it's Great Ormond Street so it's my gosh the app and then for other you know um it's or before that even the phone number that i just yep. knew someone would get back to me within 24 hours yeah. and i knew they would they would have his notes and they would yep. um you know even if i had to bring them up to speed or whatever and so and yeah they just since, make um... they just make really sensible decisions yeah
2: since lock since lockdown we've had whatsapp a whatsapp group with ours and that's perfect because you know just text her and and she'll get back look what he's doing now yeah 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 and 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 also you say about the video like and people knowing uh the seizures and stuff i've literally collated and put a youtube video together of all the different seizures yeah we've we've done that for carers so that people can see all of the different seizures, and yeah. they're starting to get to know, and it's horrible to watch oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all those different yeah. seizures. But equally, it's it's so imperative that they it's get. It's back out. to what Absolutely. you said, Sarah. It's what you said,
0: Sarah, of of actually informing people as to what what the information, um, what the seizure looks like. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's informing people. It's it's tricky. So, is there anything that we would say to somebody or want? what has been useful we've tried epilepsy mats in the past we've had the mat on the bed um Mm. and that worked for a little bit but then the seizures became very centralized and it wasn't enough movement and actually we missed them we have used sats monitor knowing Mm. that the um a seizure has stopped him breathing and that fear and anxiety of waking up and thinking is he still there
1: Mm -hmm, we've used a
0: sats monitor for that reason there are good yeah. resources we'll put some of the um really reputable epilepsy support stuff on the podcast um notes. yeah um, there's also
2: seizure watches that you can get like yeah. wristbands which kind of like they take all the stuff like heart rate and sats and things like that and and other bits and bobs movements and, and stuff like that i don't Brecken is tricky in that he won't tolerate stuff
1: like mm, bracelets yeah. and,
2: yeah. and that so we've got added issues in that a he's very mobile and active so the the combination is absolutely lethal of him having seizures and being like halfway up a slide or you, you know whatever it is um but also the fact that he has so many sensory needs and autism and he won't tolerate um those kind of monitors so we have also a sammy um camera which it it Records you can set the parameters. So if you want it to record any movements overnight that are more than 10 seconds, it will just record all movements yeah. overnight that are more than 10, 10 seconds. So that's really good. And it and the, it will then alarm if you set a parameter, right, if, if he's done movements for more than 30 seconds, set an alarm. So you can tailor it to what, what is there. Yeah. U- yeah. useful for your child. And that's quite useful because you can flip back in the morning and go... Mm, okay yeah he's had a bad night he was up, he had that many times. and I, I don't know i i'm again my threshold is really high so i guess in a in an ideal world we would have a waking night um and where he got when he goes to residential he is assessed to need a waking night yeah a waking night for us for the last 14 years at home has not been in feasible you know, yeah. so we've just had to d- make do and hope that when we get the morning that he's still alive literally that and and you can't live like that you can't live in that place um it's just a thing we have night
0: night carers um increasingly and um and yeah they tend to be awake nights obviously we go to sleep when it's our nights and it's that whole with the baby monitor and the video and the you know is he is he going to be there in the morning um i want to say we're going to be wrapping up in a minute but i want to say to people that actually um you're not all lucy's and uh it is very traumatic to see your loved one um seizing and uh do not just just be that whole cliche but be kind to yourself like if you were describing this stuff to any other person walking the street they'd be like oh my goodness i need to go and have a debrief and a car you know and a whatever Mm -hmm. we get to a situation where we normalize some really really tricky things some really really traumatic experiences and um
2: yeah i had a actually had a great conversation with a friend um who i hadn't seen for years and years and he 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 is reckons godfather because when we were in the church and Brecken was born you know godfather um and i was explaining all the situation about the seizures and he just sat there and he was open mouth and he he said i he said your normal everyday stuff is Mm -hmm. what one person one person's once in a lifetime trauma one event would be Mm -hmm. and yet that is a repeated event for you Mm -hmm. day in day out multiple times a day yeah. he said i just can't wrap my head around that and and like what that is like and actually that was the best thing he could have said yeah, in yeah. It's, terms of it's that validation i of completely heard. know that i don't get that and i can yeah. understand that yeah. so, some one person's catastrophic life-changing event is mm-hmm. your every day multiple times a day yeah um and yeah so exactly what you said be be kind to yourself um and yeah i my thresholds are ridiculous because I don't think i would be able to... Function, and let's be honest, like, um, you-
0: everybody on the podcast listening, um, we'll just all have to be here when it all starts <laughs> on <Monday> for Lucy. <laughs> like, so Lucy's not here for the next four weeks because we have...
2: Because <laughs> she's had a complete emotional <laughs> she's,
0: breakdown. She's been placed under care
2: yeah. for herself, which
0: we will embrace and love you through exactly, Lucy. Exactly. When that happens, if that absolutely. happens. <laughs> Isn't this one of those things it's not if it's it when. When. <laughs> so yes those those mums and dads who are walking this um tightrope um uh, we totally hear you we see you um, um looking for every twitch every yeah. jerk every s- s- w- um inappropriate giggle or movement um, and yeah. gesture every time you wake up in the morning and think is are they are they still there Are they okay um this podcast is not in any way going to make that better or easier except to say we see you and mm. um, you're not alone and we will try and put as many useful resources as we can in the podcast notes. Um, and if you have anything that's been super helpful to you, then do email us at podcast at gmail.com. That's tswupodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and let's share some of that knowledge and information because sharing is, is caring scary.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh
0: so yes thank you for joining us today uh and whatever you're doing wherever you are um embrace the skies we're under goodbye
1: take care goodbye see you later bye, bye guys
0: there are some truly wonderful remarkable beautiful aspects to parenting a child with disabilities And then there's epilepsy. If you are walking into diagnosis, feeling the complacency creep of watching your child struggle daily, if you're trudged through the myriad of different treatment options or waking with the fear of SUDEP, oh this stuff is hard. We wish we could say something useful or helpful or give you some miraculous magic wand but instead we hope that you have found a little bit of something useful in listening to us swear rant and tell our stories with special thanks this week to sarah and lucy for being honest and open and talking about stuff that's really difficult to harry for editing at the podcast and rebecca in the office for keeping us all on track we'd really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with your social media friends the people in your parent forums or or real-life in-person friends, family, and the specialist practitioners who support you, then you can rate, review, and follow the podcast. It means we might be able to keep doing this thing. And for now, we hope the epilepsy monster stays at bay, that you're surrounded by teams of clinicians who are excellent, that treatment plans work, oh, and you have friends who can supply you with much-needed carbohydrates. Until next time look forward to speaking to you again, whatever skies
2: were under.